Hey, what's up, everybody? Quick question for you. Do you want to go buy some hockey gear? Like some hoodies and, and shirts and cool stuff with your team's logo and players' names on it and stuff like that? Uh, you can do that at Cool Hockey. But when you do it, go to coolhockey.com slash THPN. Coolhockey.com slash THPN. And while you're there, enter the promo code THPN to get 30% off of your purchase. Coolhockey.com has all, forgive me for doing this, the coolest hockey stuff. And you can go buy it and take 30% off. And by the way, you've given us a little bit of a kickback, so you're supporting the show. And we like you for that. Thanks. You are listening to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download them at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Siren Sounder Podcast, episode 54, I think. <laughs> um, again, we are doing once a week now. If you didn't get the memo, now you have it. Um, every Monday. And, you know, I try to make them a little longer because we're only doing once a week. So uh, there you go. We're just condensing all your content into a Monday episode since there's no games to talk about. Because that was a lot of the uh, stuff we talked about in those midweek episodes, right? How y'all doing? Everybody holding, hanging in there? Holding in there? Not the phrase. Um, I'm doing all right, even though you didn't ask. Um, still doing some work. Working in an essential field, so still grinding away. Staying safe, staying away from everybody, which is cool with me anyway, because I don't really like that many people. And so, you know, it's not hard to stay away from the general public, because in general, not a fan. Uh, so there you go. Cool. There's an update. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that stuff during this. It's not what it's for. Come in here to get away from it, not go to it. So uh, let's move on and let's just get right into the show. A couple of things to talk about. We got some we got some randomness going on today. Um, So I'm just going to kind of bounce from one subject to the next. And yeah, the athletic did a survey, uh, which if you're not subscribed to the athletic, go do it. What are you doing? Um, but yeah, they put out a, a, they did a survey for a while and pulled a bunch of people, you know, everywhere across the whole country about, um, play-by-play crews for NHL teams and ranked them. And basically what they did was they allowed each person to rank their local market, um, you know, with a certain scale and then a different scale for out of market, um, or out of local market teams, because essentially most people think that their their local broadcast is good, and then around the league, everyone's like, hate it. A um, couple of things from that. One, the two most interesting things that I, to me, this is the most obvious thing in the world. This is the, maybe the only time I've seen a ranking thing like this and been like, I agree, um, is the first and the last, okay? Let's start with the last, because it's more fun to me. Uh, ranked 31st, and not only... 
did the thing that made me happy about this was not only did the you know around the country say we hate this play by play uh which is i'm in that group um but also even the local people were like it's not that good uh and that is the boston bruins and if you've listened to any bruins broadcast before you probably know why i mean jack edwards get out of here we don't like you uh it's just annoying first of all listening to anyone from boston talk is usually gross so there's that. I don't know where those guys are even from. I just wanted to say that. And uh, additionally, there's a... Look, every... every The term homer, like, to a certain degree, everyone is. Like, you can't hide your, your bias. It's not possible. Nor do you really want... Like, when you watch a broadcast of your team, like, you you want them to be saying good things about your team and like you know what I mean like that's what you're tuning in for you're a fan they know that their market is everyone tuning in that is a fan of the team for the most part so you're not you're not pandering it's just like you like that you're a fan of the team you're not going to hide that it's just like in the, when I do this podcast like I don't I don't try to be you know non-biased toward the hurricanes like I have whatever bias I have and I just share it like I'm not going to hold back I understand that people listening to this are there's a lot of Hurricanes fans listening. So why would I hide my fandom of the team to people that are also fans? So I get it. Um, But it doesn't mean it's not annoying. And there are some people that do it better than others. Like when you are so out there with your takes that it's just like your team can do no wrong and, you know, criticizing, that's when it really comes down is criticizing uh, other teams for doing things that, you know, don't necessarily warrant criticism just because you're that much of a you can't hide your fandom that much like I don't want an irrational fan you know I don't want some guy from Twitter uh on my broadcast team because I don't want that level of fandom I don't want the irrational emotional reactions to everything I don't want to listen to that nobody does um you know I want the I want the calculated cool head can analyze what's going on and have a decent opinion about it I want that. Uh, so the Bruins play-by-play crew, 31st, awesome. I love when Boston comes last in anything. Uh, and guess who the first place was? I'm assuming you probably already know the answer, but it is John Forslund, Trip Tracy. Uh, the Hurricanes broadcast crew ranked first place out of everyone and was like first in every category. Uh, and there's a few things to that. One, they're the best. I don't. It's not even an argument. Like, there's a lot of good play-by-play teams out there. I'm a big fan of the Sharks, um, mostly because I absolutely love Brett Hedekin. Uh, I think he's the man. He's always been one of my favorite people in the world uh, and was my favorite player when he played. And he's super intelligent and is fantastic at just... Like, he was meant for broadcasting. He's very intelligent. He he breaks down the game so well. He He's just good at speaking like he's 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 just a good guy he's just a likable person too like you wanna you just like him when you hear him talk um so you know i i love and the rest of their crew is great too but that's a team that i would think like i don't hear them that much but when i do i'm like yep they're good um so there's there's plenty of of good teams out there but john and trip are i mean it's not close it's really not. They're so good. John Forslund is the best play-by-play man in any sport ever. Ever. Uh, he is just, he's so good at it. You think 
it's such a weird thing to be good at too um because you realize that it does take so much skill but like the the job of a play-by-play person is to describe what's happening and it's kind of a weird thing uh this sounds like the most girls having friends over while you're trying to watch the game and saying why do you need the sound on they're just telling you what happens you have eyes like yeah but it makes it better (laughs) but sometimes it doesn't because if i if you were listening to me just be like okay they pass they pass the puck up they're at the blue line uh this guy's skating up passes it cross crease oh he missed like that's not fun you would be like uh yeah bud i can see you gotta shut up um but john forsland and you know a lot of play-by-play people around the league are so good at it's so weird to be so good at just describing what's happening you know it's like being a good writer and putting thoughts down that everyone has but the way this person expresses them you're just like oh yeah that's really good I couldn't do that uh like it's an art it's crazy I mean he's been doing it for a while but he's always been so good at it and it's just it's he I heard someone else say this that he he's he spends so much time too doing the play-by-play and I love the little asides that John and Trip have, but they're so good at, especially John, you know, Trip talks, man loves to talk, and that's why we love him. But um, John is so good at the little throwaway one-liners, uh, or or even just like leaving dead air after Trip says something. Like he's just such a funny guy, and he just understands timing and everything so well. And he doesn't. The the two don't get into a lot of the chit chattiness. It's the reason why like I mean baseball's a slow sport in general, but like you listen to the play-by-play and 90% of the time it's just two guys talking to each other. They're like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember my first like games just going on. There's like, yeah, I remember my first time out at the ballpark out there, you know, great place. These people are great and uh, you know, really doing a good job. They've been there since 1986. That's when uh Tim Rhodes came over and he was he was such a great guy and strike two. Like <laughs> most 99% of the uh, the conversation has nothing to do with what's going on. You're just listening to two people talk and like, ah, I don't want to listen to two people talk. It's like being at the game and just being next to, you know, two guys just having a conversation and you're like, ah, I'm trying to pay attention to the game, not paying attention to them. Uh, but they they don't do that, you know. They, they do, but they do it in such a way that you don't, it doesn't take away anything from the game or what's going on. It's almost always relevant. Or even if it's not, it's 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 the time they just have it down. Like I can't even describe it. It's just an innate skill. And those two guys are just so good. Trip is just a personality, man. Also, if you haven't listened to the uh the Canes cast episode with Mike Maniscalco and Michael Smith where they had Trip Tracy, I mean, you gotta go listen to it, dude. This guy's life is crazy. And he's just an entertaining guy. He's just so himself. It's unbelievable. Uh, he's got a really, really just great personality. I feel like you can't... No one could come into contact with Trip Tracy and be like, I didn't like that guy. Like, it doesn't exist. I know a lot of people, you know, shit on him for things he says on the broadcast. Or it's like, oh, Trip is saying dumb stuff again. But yeah, like, yeah, that's the point. Like, he's just himself. Like, he he knows he's being goofy. Like, that's his, that's the point. And like I enjoy it, I I, lo- I love Trip. I think that he's gotten so much better too. He's grown so much as a you know. I've been listening to these guys almost since the team moved to North Carolina. Um, and as far as I can remember, like I just Trip's Trip now versus Trip you know fifteen years ago is like wow. The the guy is made. He he's just really good at what he does. Um, and 
I think you'll, I mean, he's been on national broadcasts and stuff. I've, I've heard him in playoff games and everything. I think you'll, you'll see him more in those roles. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's just a character, man. <laughs> he's just an interesting guy. And John Forslund is truly the best. So, uh, I don't think it's surprising that those guys get first place in that little ranking that they had there. Kudos to them. And, uh, congrats, I suppose. Uh, on to some more serious matters here. Uh, in the news, and I, I, I feel like I, it's stupid that I feel like this because, like, I am not qualified or anything to do this, but I feel like I need to clarify some stuff going around the team and the organization because people, well, a lot of this news also breaks on, like, Twitter, and people just aren't good at reading, they'll just read a headline and be like, that means this, and it's like, Oh, because you decided that like it, you can't make you can't will it into existence. Um, but the hurricane, what I'm talking about is the hurricanes had to furlough about uh, I think it was like 55 percent of their full time staff or, or I might be getting that number wrong, but it was a large portion of their full time staff. And what that means, a lot of people, I feel like, read that word and are just like, that sounds bad. I don't know what that word means. Uh, a furlough is like it's not being laid off. It's basically being put on leave. It's saying like you're not going to do your job. Uh, but you're not fired. And in 90% of cases when you're furloughed, it's still the the uh, idea is still that you'd be getting paid. Whether it's your full, full salary or whatever, you're still getting income during that time. Um, and so obviously the hurricanes right now, like there's nothing for these people to do. So it makes sense. Um, and, you know, they've been asked to take what remaining PTO they have, which I don't really. I talked about this with Josh last week from Talking Sauce, um, but I don't. I don't really understand the criticism behind that because PTO is a. It's a benefit your company is giving you, saying like we will pay you for time you're not working. I don't think it's unreasonable to say like, hey, here's this time not working. We're that's a benefit. Like we are not making any money right now, and go ahead and use that benefit. It also doesn't mean that you won't get more PTO when you start working, because my work's done the same thing. I got I got extra PTO when all this happened. Specifically, like, hey, if you need to quarantine yourself, if you have any symptoms, or if you, you know, feel like you need to stay away for two weeks or whatever, like here's two weeks of pay, and use it however. Um, but also, if I used all that, and then I wanted to go, you know, things get back to normal. And a few months later, I'm like, hey, I, ha- I had to use all my PTO because there was no work. And, uh, you know, now it's like I, I have a vacation plan, but I had to use my PTO. My boss would be like, okay, yeah, we're, we'll give you more PTO. Or borrowing it from next year, or whatever the case is. But, like, it doesn't mean that, oh, you don't get PTO anymore. Like it's, I, I feel like it's a reasonable thing to do and it's very normal and um, you know, a lot of jobs don't even provide a lot of PTO anyway. So it's like, a, it's like generous no matter what I feel like. Um, but anyway, staff is furloughed. Obviously they can't do their jobs because there's no, there's no season. So it's like the off season. And, but, but worse because they can't physically be in the office and do it. You know what I mean? And you can't be interacting with people and you can't be doing all that. So uh, it makes sense that this happened. And it doesn't mean anyone's getting laid off. Look, is there a potential for people in the organization to get laid off? Yes, 100%. Just like there's a huge potential for a lot of us 
a lot of people listening to this, a lot of people around the country, and I know I said I wouldn't get into this stuff, but it, it pertains to this. So, I mean, it's just the reality of the situation is that a lot of people's jobs are at risk right now. Um, you know, I've talked about this. My job, I've, I've taken, I've been working significantly less hours over the last month than I have always my entire time at this job because there's just less going on. You know, people are running skeleton crews of people. A lot of part-time workers are out of, out of work, not getting any more shifts and everything. And full-time people are being asked to take reduced salaries or, or a lot of people are getting laid off. I mean, what do you do as a company a, a lot of these big companies, like they have a lot of money, but I don't think a lot of people understand their operating costs are significant. There's they got a lot of stuff going on. Um, so when you go months and months and months without any level of of income, like any any revenue, how do you you you're, so much money is tied? Like it's not a sustainable thing. You'll eventually go bankrupt, and then what? So is it more responsible to? have to cut some some costs and stay in business and be able to pay at least some of your employees? Or is it more responsible to just pay all your employees and then at a certain date it runs out and now everyone's fired or laid off? Like, it sucks no matter what, but that's the reality of how this stuff works business-wise. But anyway, my whole point with this is Hurricanes employees are furloughed. Tom Dunnan has said that, um, you know, they, they're giving... The employees are going to be able to take advantage of the government stimulus package and um, and unemployment and all that sort of stuff. So uh, with unemployment insurance, you can get your, your salary covered through that. And Dundon has basically said that if, if that doesn't happen, if, if you can't or if it's, not, if it's not the amount that you were getting or whatever, he's basically going to provide bonuses to the employees that, you know, subsidize that extra amount to where they're still getting paid their salaries, which I is just crazy generous to me. Um, you know, uh, you can say what you want about, oh, the guy's got so much money, it's not that big of a deal for him. Uh, spending millions of dollars is always a big deal. Um, you know, whether or not you have more of the means to do it than other people do, I understand that argument. But mil- a million dollars is a million dollars. And it might be a smaller percentage of your your net worth than someone else's, but... It's still a million dollars. Like it's still a lot of money, and and giving it to someone when you weren't legally or even morally obligated to do so, and you can argue about that. Um, I mean, I think it's a very gray area if you want to say obligated or not. To a certain extent, yes. To a certain extent, no. Whatever the case, uh, it's still very generous. So I applaud uh, Dundon for you know kind of owning the responsibility of. You know, you chose you chose this. You chose to buy the team. You chose to be the majority owner of the team, and that comes with responsibility. You know, you have a responsibility to uh, all of the employees working under you to make this thing go. And especially, I mean, they do such a great job. The organization is where it is right now because of the fine work of all the employees of the team. You know, it's Dundon's writing the checks and and you know helping with the ideas, and and he's he's a leader, but. It doesn't happen without all the people involved, right? So you do have a certain obligation to take care of them, and that's what you sign up for when you sign up for owning a business. Like you're, you don't own the people, right? You you own the business. The people provide a valuable asset to you as a business. So you you, you pay them, but I mean, it's if you're a good leader, you take care of the people that um, you know, you should be loyal to your your employees and and the people that are putting in hard work for you because they're loyal to you and, and your business. So 
that's just what's right. Um, I think that's cool. They even said that uh, Hurricanes employees, excuse me, um, still are going to get all of their like healthcare benefits, and that if they can't, uh, and the team is willing to help pay for their premiums as well. So, wow. Crazy generous. Um, that's way more than anyone's ever done for me. So, uh, shout out to the Hurricanes organization and um, good, good. Uh, obviously, such a great company and organization to work for. You wanna, you wanna have that level of security at all times, and uh, a lot of us don't get to do that. But that, that's that situation, and uh, I'm just glad that we have, you know, an owner who I, I really do believe he's a, he's a good guy. You know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, everybody wants to make money. That's that's the goal of a business. Honestly, if you're getting into a business and your goal isn't to make as much money as possible, I don't really understand why you're even bothering. Um, unless it's a nonprofit or something. But if it's not, if it's a for-profit business, your goal should be to profit as much as possible. Um, but you can't, you don't, you don't screw over people in the process. You do it by rewarding people for doing good work. You know what I mean? You incentivize good work. They do good work. You find good people. That's the way to do it. That's the way Dundon does it. And I, I'm just a fan of that kind of philosophy. So lots of that, uh, hurricanes, uh, I think they tweeted it, but they basically asked fans, Hey, if there was going to be a Mount Rushmore of hurricanes, uh, people, I don't even think they restricted it to players, but just, uh, people in general. Um, you know, who's on the Mount Rushmore. So that's four four faces carved into this imaginary Hurricanes-owned mountain. Uh, and who do you pick? So what got voted on, and I'm, I'm remembering this, so I hope I'm right, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. It was Rod Brindamore, Ron Francis, Eric Stahl, Cam Ward. Cool. I have no problem with that. Um, let's break that down, though. So Ron Francis, I think, ha- you you have to. He's arguably the biggest name that's ever... I mean, I don't even really think it's arguable. He's the biggest name that's ever played for the Hurricanes organization before. Uh, Hall of Famer and, you know, GM. And uh, a lot of... He's just... He, he brought so much to this organization, including credibility and all that sort of stuff that, you know, the, these other guys did as well while they were here. So I think that goes, without a doubt, captain for years... And and whalers and everything like he just he just is a Hurricanes legend. Um, you know his best years might have not been for the Hurricanes, but it doesn't it doesn't matter at a certain point when you put in all that. He still had great years for the Hurricanes. You know that 2002 year he was a big part of that. So, um, yeah, 2001 2002. Um, so yeah, 100. You ha- he he's not optional. The other person who I don't think is optional is Rob Brendamore. Um, and a lot of intangibles there. I mean, one, Rob Brennamore should be a Hall of Famer. It's annoying that he's not. Um, you know, a lot of people just focus on points and, and all that, and that's all well and good, but there's a lot of other parts of the game, and Rod Brennamore excels at such a high level at those other parts. I should say excelled, I mean, at the NHL level since he's not playing anymore, but um, I do think he would still excel even if he was still playing now at at the other parts of the game and being defensively responsible and and just, you know, being a grinder and just epitomizing what it is to be a hockey player, I think. And he he was always my role model growing up. I always had so much respect for him. I always, I mean, I was like eight years old playing hockey. And, you know, I wanted to score, but I was always going to take care of my defensive end first. And there's not a whole lot of young kids that have that mindset. But I always did. I wanted to be a defensive forward. Like I wanted to, I wanted to score if I could. 
but I wasn't going to sacrifice us getting scored on to do that. I wasn't going to cherry pick. I wasn't going to do any of that. You know, I was going to be the high forward almost every shift and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's because I, I modeled my play after guys like that. I mean, you can ask like my parents, I mean, all my favorite players growing up were either defensemen or (laughs) forwards that were like third, fourth line grinders and penalty killers. Like I love Patrick Dwyer was one of my favorite players, Brandon Sutter, um, Brett Hedekin, obviously, you know, all these, all these players and it's like oh you and Rod Brendamore of course but I mean he just is so elite at both sides that it, he still put up offense but you'd be like oh you Eric Stahl or like Eric Cole or I'm like I, I like those guys but I just I'm drawn to the guys that take care of their I'm drawn to the penalty killers I'm drawn you know what I mean like I, I like that style Lucas Walmark was one of my favorite players and like I mean because I was so impressed by I also thought his skill was off the charts but um and very underrated, but I, I was so impressed by his defensive ability to turn into a two-way four. I just have so much respect for anyone who plays a great two-way game because I think it's so essential to how we play the game. But anyway, rant done. Uh, Rob Brendamore, he's got to be on there too, right? So that's two. The other two, while I agree that they are fantastic choices, I will say that I would be fine with some debate on it. I'm not saying I disagree with them, but like I could see how you could argue people... I honestly think that Eric Stahl's got to go up there. I mean, the numbers he put up as a Hurricane for years and years and years, when you thought Carolina Hurricanes around the league, one person, you were like, oh, yeah, Eric Stahl. I don't really know anything else. But, like, you knew Eric Stahl. Everyone knew Eric Stahl. He was a superstar. Um, And, you know, he played through some dark years where he didn't really have anyone around him, and he was still putting up 60-point seasons, and we all acted like he was terrible. But, like, the reality is Eric Stahl was always a great player. (laughs) Always. Um, wasn't always coached in the greatest ways, wasn't always provided the, the best tools to succeed, uh, but was always a great player. And so for that reason, he would 100% be on mine. Um, Cam Ward, Cam Ward is the longest tenured goalie in Hurricanes history. And, um, you know, he wasn't like a Hall of Famer by any means, but the 06 thing just means a lot to the organization. And, and he was a huge part of that, the Con Smythe winner that year. So, um, you know, it makes sense. He's he's just a good representation of the organization as well. Well-liked person. And, um, you know, had some really good years as well. Had some okay years, but, I mean, so did Ron Francis So <laughs> and Eric Stahl. Um, and we don't necessarily... Goalies just get criticized more. Um, I will say if I was going to open up a slot for anyone else, I would, uh, I would maybe... Cam Ward would be the one that I would most likely be like, I mean, it could be someone else, but I have no problem with Cam Ward being in that slot. The other, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. It's not a player, but the other person I think deserves a shitload of consideration, and we've already talked about him, is John Forslund. Like, I would, I think that John Forslund would be a great addition to uh, that Mount Rushmore. So I honestly think that if the Mount Rushmore was Ron Francis, Rod Brindamore, Eric Stahl, and John Forslund, that would be pretty sick. Uh, but, you know, Cam Ward's great. So I have no problem with, with if you want to carve up Cam Ward on this fictional mountain, you do that. Uh, but I think Mr. Forsland deserves a lot of uh, um, credit for the credibility he's brought to this team. And, you know, we've always, everyone is a fan of him. No one doesn't like John Forsland. If you're listening to this and you don't like John Forsland, turn it off, drive your car into the nearest house, you know, hopefully a vacant one. Don't don't 
hurt anyone. Uh, but you know, like, get out of here, dude. Drive into a ditch. Don't don't dislike John Forslund. He's the greatest at his job, and he's such a good guy, and you can't not like him. Nobody does. So, you know, that's a great, that's such a valuable piece to have in your organization. It's really cool that the Hurricanes have that. All right, well, quick break from uh, Hockey Talk to tell you that this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Look, man, Manscaped sent me uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 and a bunch of accessories with it. Um, this thing is awesome. You got to try it. Uh, one thing that I haven't mentioned um, that I need to because where have we been? Guys, look, and girls, I mean, you know too. There's no way you don't. <laughs> if you're with any guys, uh, you know, you understand that balls don't put off a good scent, right? It's not, it's, it's not cool. Uh, nobody enjoys it. It's, it's funky. It's not good. And we all know that. And so we, we also know that like armpits don't smell good if you just leave them to their natural environment, right? We know that as a society and we put deodorant on and it's not acceptable to not put deodorant on. Like it's just not. In, in our society, our culture, that's not cool. You walk in and you're stinking. People are gonna be like, what is wrong with this person? Okay, I would argue that the balls smell way worse than the armpits. It's at least really close. And most people just let them hang out, man. Uh, why is that so different? Why do we not, why is that not looked down upon? You know, uh, Manscaped has a ball deodorant and you just, you put it on there after you take a shower and dude, I mean, it does what deodorant does. It's revolutionary, I think. Uh, I don't understand. I think that they should maybe get, be considered for a Nobel Prize for that. Um, I don't understand why we're not doing that more. Uh, but this thing's awesome. The Lawnmower 3.0, uh, it's slick. It's got a 7,000 RPM motor, so you know you it doesn't it doesn't nick or snag. It's got skin safe technology, so you know you you're not gonna cut yourself. You've all been there. You you thought mm, I don't want to shave, but like I need to I need to trim down here. And you take that razor that you use for your face, and you take the guard off. And you go to do it, and ooh, oh, that didn't feel good. And now there's blood in the toilet or the shower or wherever. And you're like, well, guess I'm never doing this again. And then the dark ages commence. Uh, well, no more. Uh, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And they just released that new lawnmower 3.0. It's a third generation trimmer. It's got a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents like what I just mentioned. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. That's what I was just talking about. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Also, the battery lasts up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. Dude, if you're shaving for more than 90 minutes, go see a doctor. Uh, Something's wrong. Or can you move your arm? I mean, what is going on here? Maybe you have to get creative with it. I don't know. But 90 minutes, you don't need 90 minutes. But it'll last 90 minutes, which is awesome. Uh, the LED light, like I mentioned, illuminates grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. You don't think you need that, and then you get it, and you're like, oh, I, I've done, well, how have I ever shaved anywhere without a light like this before? It's great. Um, let's not forget about the charging stand. The charging stand is really cool. It, like, 
you walk into your bathroom and you're like, that looks fancy. And it's awesome. It's, it's a, it's got a USB charger, like an iPhone charger, um, that you just plug in when you need to. And it, and it just kind of is a little dock for that guy to sit on and you can, you can show your lawnmower 3.0 loud and proud. That's actually exactly what it says. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. Hey, do I write this copy or do they? I don't know. Uh, if you're listening to me speak right now, you're one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. I do. I want it. So, get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code THPN at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping with the code THPN at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com. Promo code THPN. All right. Business is out of the way, my dudes and my ladies. Um, that sounded so creepy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right. Another serious thing to talk about here. Um, and I am talking about the incident with New York Rangers defenseman Keandre Miller. I'm sure you know what happened. If you don't, I'll give you the, the quick gist. Uh, they were doing, <clears throat> excuse me, they were doing a um, like a video call. You know, a lot of the stuff you've seen on social media, trying to get players. It's like a it's like an interview, but you can't do it anywhere. So it's like a Zoom conference, you know. Um, and the Rangers had it set up where there was like a little chat on the side of the screen, like you see in some of these, like a live, you know, like you see in live things where people can write comments and and whatever. Um, so Keandre Miller's being interviewed and they're asking him some questions and this is being broadcast to fans. And during that, they, they use the word hack. I don't know. I don't know exactly what this was. I think it was on zoom. So I don't know. Someone figured out how to get in there and, and hack, if you will, the, the messenger part of it, um, or just had access to, you know, whatever the case. Um, and it just was spamming the n-word like in all caps uh, the whole screen over and over and over again and what the heck i mean unbelievable the the i can't even put into words man what the what how low of a person or a thing that like a th- an act that is um and man you watch if if you watch that his interview, it it's so uncomfortable because you can see that he notices it. And, like, man, I have no idea what that's like for obvious reasons. Um, but I feel terrible even thinking about being in that position. And so what that tells me is that the reality of being him in that position is way worse. Right? Um... It's just, come on, come on. We are, it is 2020. So many years have gone by. And I don't understand how there's anyone out there that is making judgments of a person that they don't know anything about based off of their race. It's a genetic, like... It's also races. We made that up, dude. Race doesn't exist. 
it doesn't exist. We made it up. It's what we like to call in the, in the world of the humanities a social construct. It doesn't exist. We made up, what is white, dude? Uh, it's, a, it's a large portion of people that, you know, originated in certain areas of the world. And it doesn't, it, they're mixed with all different sorts of ethnicities all over the place. Certain parts of the world, people's skin looks different because of the environmental conditions. And over time, the genetics make that happen. But then guess what? Over generations and generations, people are, you know, having kids with different ethnicities. And eventually, like, the whole world's going to be mixed, dude. So, so many people are mixed. So basically what you're judging people on is the physical manifestation of their genetic code of their quote-unquote race. It makes no sense. No sense. It you Also, you don't get to choose it. <laughs> so being... It's like the same thing of like thinking that you're better than someone else in, in another part of the world because you're from a certain country. You didn't do that, though. It just happened. So you can't be better because of a genetic chance, <laughs> you know? Like, you could have been born anywhere, uh, but you weren't. You were born where you were born, and you were born in the skin you were born in, and cool. It's just what you look like. That's it. That's it. Everything else you learn is through socialization. So I don't know how other people do this. I go around my life and I look at people and if I strike up a conversation with them, sure, I judge them, but I judge them based off of what I think of the kind of person they are. And if I don't know who they are, I go, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that guy. Like if someone was like, yeah, I don't really like that guy. I'd be like, I mean, I don't, okay. I don't know anything about him, so he could be cool. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, to to just hate someone that you don't know <laughs> for no other reason than their genetic code, that really has nothing to do with any... It really has nothing to do with any history or anything because they didn't choose it again, you know? So, like, yeah, there's a history that comes with whatever race you identify with or or that you are a part of but the it's made up dude we made it up we are the ones associating that with a skin color it it the skin the color of your skin is just it's <laughs> it's based off of nothing it's based off of genetics and and science like it, it and and you interpreting you know character to that is it doesn't make any sense that's a dumb thing to do uh, and there's just a lot of dumb people out there. So I just wanted to express my, you know, condolences to uh, Keandre and, and what he's had to go through. And that just sucks. And what, what I know that so many, you know, black hockey players go through. And, and I know it's, it's, it's a really shitty aspect of what is such a great sport. And the thing is that unfortunately exists in, in life. And, and we gotta, we gotta fix that. Um, and, you know, Really, all you can do is is be a good person and just hope that, you know, over time, the bad people just stop existing. Because if you raise the next generation of good people, then there's more good people in the world than there were before. And eventually you get to a point where the bad people are so negligent that you like, they're just crazy people that you don't pay attention to. Um, and, you know, I'd like to think that we're almost there, but I mean... Things like this happen, and you're like, I guess we're not as close as you know some people thought. Uh, but it's it's a bummer, dude. So my advice would be 
to anyone who is playing the game or maybe has kids playing the game growing up, make sure that they understand that you're just people and like you to to come into a locker room or something and be judging a guy you're playing with or against by a skin color is insanity. Uh, because if you got to know that person, they might be your best friend. And why would you not give that a chance, you know? I mean, some of my best friends ever have not looked anything like me. And it's because, who cares? <laughs> it's such a dumb thing to to care about. And it's why diversity and stuff is so important. Uh, not because we want to force everyone to commingle, but just because the opportunity, especially when you're young, to get to know. Because when you're young, you don't have these stupid preconceived notions, right? You, you only know what you've seen. And, and so when you just see a bunch of people that look different than you and, and you get to know them because that's what happens when you're around people, um, it just, you, you don't think about the other stuff. And you're just like, oh yeah, this, this person's my friend. And that's all it is. And, and then that, so like, that's what, you know, we need to be reinforcing that. But anyway, off my soapbox, what the heck, people? Um, that's, just, that's just not cool. And I don't want to ever see that sort of stuff. It just really taints what is such a good game. So if you're a hockey fan and you're doing that, I mean, understand that you are setting the sport back so far. So if you want the sport to be the best sport, you're making it so much worse. So you're, you're being so counterproductive that we don't want anything to do with you and you are not a real fan. And you can step on out. And uh, yeah, not, yeah we, don't, we don't want you <laughs> at all. No one does. Uh, and no one should. Now, for a little bit of stupidity, I want to start just fine. You know what I want to do? I want to fart. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) what did I just say? That's the worst slip up. (laughs) Oh, hang on. (laughs) That's the worst slip up I've ever had recording anything before. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's probably not as funny as I think it is. I I I meant to say I want to start finding, but I messed it up. And I said I want to fart. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I'm a six year old. Oh my god. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm crying. I'm a four year old. <laughs> Um, I want I want to start finding. I'm gonna get it together here in just a minute. I'm gonna start finding just dumb stuff on the internet to make fun of, because it's one of my favorite things to do in life. Um, and usually I like make fun of people, my friends and uh, family members and stuff. I like uh just making fun of them because it makes me feel good. <laughs> and um, you know, I like when they dish it back and we just have fun like that. I can't do that when I can't be around other people. So I'm going to find stuff on the internet and make fun of it. Um, I found this article on the LA Times that's like a guide to... uh, a guide to like staying at home, like a guide to quarantine, which also, hey, uh, most of you are using the word quarantine incorrectly. It's not a quarantine if you're you're not suspected to be sick or anything. It's a quarantine if... Quarantine means... 
oh, these people have been exposed to something. We're keeping them away from other people. That's what a quarantine is. If you haven't been exposed to anything or if there's no knowledge of you being, you're just isolating, which is fine. Like you should be, but stop calling it a quarantine because it's not what it is. You're just using the words wrong. Anyway, this is like a guide to, you know, being alone at home and, and things to do. And it's just, how does, how do people have jobs that stay home and write this and, and they get money to do this? How, wh- how does this exist? Let's go through some of their ideas here. Um, uh, working out. Cool. Um, I don't do that when I can. So, and a lot of people don't. They're definitely not going to do it when there's no gyms or anything. That's only adding more excuses. No one's going to do that. Uh, you know, the if like what are you going to do push-ups sit-ups cool we don't have gym equipment that's a dumb that's a dumb suggestion like do it but you know the second one is mental health what does that mean that's not a suggestion mental health have it i mean everyone has it it's like saying brain like uh, we yep sure i six question marks i don't know um and it says just pay cl- pay attention to what you're thinking. Well, okay, thanks. You're a psychiatrist. Like, <laughs> don't take uh, psychi- psychiatric help from the LA Times because this person is not qualified to be saying anything about mental health. That was the dumbest thing I've ever read before. Next, eating. Yep. Well, I mean, we all do that regardless of whether there's a national disaster or not. The thing about eating is how it's a thing that's required to stay alive. So we got to do it. And um, it's not really like a, a, a thing to do or a hobby. Uh, you, you're going to eat. So that's a dumb thing to put on there. Uh, but what they are saying is that you can still do takeout and stuff, which, yeah, like you should be doing that if you can. But also like eating. Oh, it's not a thing. Working from home is the next one. Duh. It just says, yeah, if you, this is the sentence. If you're lucky and can work from home, do. Is that even a sentence? I mean, I guess it is structurally. If you're lucky and can work from home, do. Do. So that's all I'm going to say. Hey, hey, people, if you're able to work from home, do. If, if if there was like a PSA on TV and it was like, we would like to let you know that if you are lucky enough to be able to work from home, do. You'd be like, do. And then it just ended. You'd be like, that was the sentence? Anyway, that's a dumb suggestion also because obviously if you can work from home, you, you got to work, right? So it's just being like, do your job. Like, thanks. <laughs> thanks for letting me know. Uh, the next section says the great outdoors, which isn't also, these are bad headings. Because it's supposed to be like, here's things you can, here's things you can do. And it just says the great, you can do the great outdoors. Like nature exists. Thanks. Uh, and it's basically just saying like, oh, if you're walking around, like learn some bird calls is what it says. Dude, learn some bird calls, but don't use an app with bird call sounds to lure them to you. Hearing synthetic sounds calls, hearing synthetic calls can confuse and exhaust real birds. <laughs> so this person is a, psych, uh, a fucking psychologist and a bird expert 
exhaust. Dude, imagine all the birds. Imagine we all just went outside and started playing like bird noises and all the zerds, the, all the zerds, the fucking aliens, all the birds were like, oh my God, I can't even, I'm so exhausted. There's so many sounds. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Uh, okay, well, um, we've gotten to the dumb part of it where it's saying uh, that uh, you can, you can, look at wet live webcams to look at different ecosystems. So you want me to sit down at my computer and stare at a screen that is just a camera feed of nature, just looking at it? That sounds real boring. The whole point of nature, hey, nature's kind of boring. The whole part of nature that's cool is being out in it and being involved in it. It's the same reason why you can look at someone's screensaver at work that is some ridiculously awesome picture of some exotic place that they've never been to and not go, oh my God. You just go, that's a picture. Because you're not there. And it's, it's nature's kind of boring when you're not in it. Water, there's water and there's land and sometimes the land does different stuff. And also there's birds, but don't make sounds uh, that aren't, bird noises because you'll exhaust the birds and then there won't be any birds flying around because they'll all be sleeping because they're really exhausted from all the sounds they're hearing. What is going on here? Uh, entertainment. Okay, so here we go. Uh, the, the suggestions for entertainment. TV, movies. Cool. Anyone who didn't already know that TV and movies were a thing, congratulations. This article has just now let you know that TV and movies exist. Also, if you were one of those people that didn't know that TV and movies existed, when you read this, you'd be like, what is that? And then you wouldn't know how to do it because you don't have a TV because what are you? You don't have a TV and you don't know what TV and movies are. So if you don't have a TV and you don't know what TV and movies are, then you wouldn't be able to watch movies because you don't have a TV and that doesn't make sense. So as we all come around to the big circle of death that is this LA Times article. Games, super, the most vague heading so far. Uh, actually, the great outdoors might have been the most vague. Or mental health actually is still the dumbest. It just says games. And this is like, yeah, do a game. Try a, a brain-bending meta comment on games themselves. What does that even mean? Um, yeah. Games. Does it make sense? It's like internet arcade games. Like, what if you don't have that? You can't do it. Audio is the next one. I mean, yeah, listen to this, you know. That's the only thing we need to get from that, uh, is that audio. But also, like, we... You didn't know if you need to be who's reading this and being like, oh, audio. Yeah, I forgot that sound was a thing that I could do. Who doesn't know? Who doesn't know that if you first of all, if you don't know what a podcast is or a, a radio station or a music streaming service, if you don't know what that is right now, there is no way you're going to be fi you're going to figure out how to get it. <laughs> if you don't know what a podcast is. You are not the kind of person that's going to be able to, to find how to subscribe and, and listen to a podcast because it involves more than just shouting at your phone and it happening. And there's no way you're going to be able to make that happen. Uh, and then the next, section, the, the next section is like how to be helpful. I haven't even read this part. Transcription? That sounds really boring. Do you want me to like type up things people say so people can read them? Distributed computing? That doesn't make any sense. Probably not going to do that. Also... Have a, have a thing, have a suggestion to do that sounds more boring than distributed computing. 
I'm not even going to read that because I'm so bored by that heading that there's no way I would even potentially have any interest in what that says. Distributed computing. I'm so bored. I'm, I'm feeling like a bird that's listened to synthetic sounds because I'm exhausted from how bored that heading just made me. Citizen science. Also, what does it mean? Start by tracking giraffes and other wildlife. Don't have access to giraffes. Not going to be able to track them. What, is, what does any of this mean? I'm done. This article is so dumb. Um, that was just a little aside. Hopefully an escape from reality. Uh, I'm losing my mind, though, so I don't think I can go on anymore about it. I didn't know about the bird thing, though. I'm going to start uh, playing like just hours of uh, synthetic bird noises and see if just a bunch of birds start falling out of the trees behind my house. So that's it, you know? I feel like I've I've talked enough. Um, I cried at the dumbest thing I've ever said before, which is always a good staple of the show. Uh, and I hope that at some point during this, you know, 50 or so minutes of conversation that you've gotten a little entertainment value out of it. And if you have, I would ask that you please subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play and all that good stuff. It's on Spotify. Uh, it's everywhere. And also, please rate and review it. Um, no one's done that, even though I've asked like a million times. I, people have done it. There's there's some on there. And I appreciate you if you've done that. But if you haven't done it, just go where you get the podcast and scroll down and literally just click a star. It's not hard. You don't have to write anything. Write it if you want. Do it if you don't. But like, I feel like it's lazy just not to click a star. You know, It's all well and good. Um, and I appreciate you if you've listened so far. Follow at SSKane's podcast on Twitter. Ooh, also... Um, Call and text the the phone line. No one's done that. And why did I set this up if no one's going to do it, you know? So you got to call 912-289-7882. And it will send you, if you call it, it'll send you to a voicemail where you can um, leave a message for the show. Or you can text it and it comes straight to me. Uh, via this nice little app, so I can read it and see it. Someone did call, uh, but didn't leave a, a thing, and I think it was probably just a telemarketer. So <laughs> that's the only people who have interacted with that so far. So if you want to turn that around for me, that would be cool. I uh, hope you all enjoy the rest of your isolation and not quarantine, unless you're actually sick, in which case it is actually a quarantine. Um, hoping still to have some more guests on. There's a few things up in the air. I have reached out to a bunch of people um, and waiting to hear back from some. I've talked to some others, but it's kind of up in the air. Uh, but, you know, the potential is endless. And uh, if not, well, you got me. And I'm going to figure out more ways to keep talking about stuff. You can see here with a week going by, there was enough stuff to keep me busy for almost an hour. So, again, I appreciate you so much if you've listened this far. And uh, that'll do it here at Siren Sounder Podcast. We made it through Another episode, you can make it through another week. I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace.